Now on the phone with me is Matt Noble with ODOT. Matt, good morning. Morning, Frank. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks very much for taking the time with us. I appreciate it. It seems like this uh, storm system has saved the worst for last. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I know Central Oregon had some uh, had some uh, snow and ice towards last week, but yeah, it, it, it looks like temperatures are going to stay pretty low, and you may see some more. It's really going to be like a mixed bag of conditions. It seems like more snow, freezing rain, some dry pavement, some ice. It really is going to depend on where folks are traveling today and over the next few days, if indeed they do need to travel. The University of Oregon in Eugene and OSU's Corvallis campus are already both closed today. There's schools in Portland and in Multnomah, Washington, Clackamas, Columbia, and Marion counties that have all closed today because that storm is headed in. Now, where are you located, Matt? I'm actually speaking to you right now from uh, Portland. So how are things there, and when do you expect the worst of it to hit the valley? Yeah, I mean, up here in Portland, it's still pretty cold, and we are expecting more freezing rain today. And, yeah, you really were, you were mentioned the valley. They have been essentially a sheet of ice for the last two, three days, and they're expecting more freezing rain today. So anyone from the central Oregon area who is looking to travel out of the area should really be careful. Really check tripcheck.com. Make sure you, the route you're taking is clear. Check the weather and uh, be prepared, you know. Bring, bring change in your vehicle, please. Bring change. That's probably the best thing you can do and also, you know, have the supplies with you, water, food, medications, extra batteries for your phone, all that kind of good stuff. Has ODOT been able to stay ahead of this storm? It, it really depends on, on where you are. I mean, I think in the central Oregon area, yes, we had the uh, good fortune that our crews were able to stay ahead of the storm in most locations. You know, higher elevations, you can more uh, packed snow and ice, but in lower elevations, it's, it's been okay. Valley in the Gorge, that's a bit of a different story because they are really hammered with some just consistently cold temperatures and ice and snow. And, um, yeah, and but luckily we have had most of the public heed our warnings to please either stay home if you're able to, cancel your travel plans, or delay your travel plans if you can. And that's really been a big help because that, that has allowed our crews in a lot of areas the space they need to work and to clear those roads for those people who have no other option but to travel. What advice do you have for folks when they come up on a, a plow or a sander or a, piece, a big piece of ODOT equipment that's going slow? Yeah, so if you're uh, driving on the road and you see a uh, you know, large ODOT vehicle, most likely snow plow ahead of you, the, the best thing you can do is just give them space. Um, the plow is there to keep them safe, it's there to clear the road ahead, uh, so just give them lots of space, stay well behind them. If you do need to pass a plow for whatever reason, couple of things to keep in mind is never pass a plow on the right because they have a large blind spot there. That is where all of the snow and ice gravel is being thrown off the front of the truck with that large uh, snow plow on the front. So that can really it can damage your car. It can uh, really hinder your visibility forward ahead. So if you are passing a plow on the left, please make sure you're doing that at a safe speed. And also make sure what you're passing the plow into is something that you can drive on and handle as a driver because the plow is plowing. That usually means the road ahead is pretty snowy and pretty icy. So if you are making that pass, just make sure that you're not driving that you're not driving yourself into a dangerous situation. I think these road conditions and these weather conditions make things even extra dangerous for road crews. Yes, that is true. Um, it really, yeah, I mean, our crews, they have 
they have a lot of experience in in these kind of in these kinds of weather conditions. But honestly, sometimes Mother Nature does win out, where it's just not even safe for our crews and their specialized you know snow plows and other winter vehicles to uh, keep the roads clear. So uh, we do our best, but sometimes we do have to temporarily close roads, you know, to really just let conditions essentially blow over before we can get back on there. But um, we're doing pretty good this weekend in most places around, in most places around the state. Well, here in central Oregon, we're expecting uh, rain possibly mixed with freezing rain before 7, and then rain likely possibly mixed with snow and freezing rain between 7 and 10 tonight. Don't know if that's going to affect things for tomorrow morning's commute, but just be safe and uh, allow lots of extra time to get to where you're going to. Let's move on to uh, thinking past winter and on into spring and warmer weather. Apparently, uh, there's some upcoming uh, public electric vehicle charging stations for Central Oregon coming up? Yes. So um, we have lots of new public EV charging stations uh, throughout the state. Uh, in Central Oregon alone, you guys are looking at up to about 35 new level two charging stations in a couple of different areas. And that's due to a rebate program that, that we run here at ODOT to reimburse uh, the project costs of installing or reimburse most of the project costs of installing level two EV chargers. So those are the ones that can charge your EVs about six to eight hours, and they're really good for places where EVs spend more time. So what the, our program does is it targets those areas where EVs, they park in public places. So think uh, multifamily homes like apartment complexes or condominiums, um, and also public parking areas. So think you know your local downtown street. Uh, think of public parks. Uh, like, for instance, I know Crater Lake is actually... Uh, actually has a charging station on the docket uh, that is funded by this program. You know, think of places like uh, shopping centers or really anywhere that you would go in your public daily life. That's what this program applies to and will help people of EV drivers really charge their vehicles just kind of in their daily lives. EVs, you know, have taken off, but now it seems like it's leveled off a little bit of a dip. Hertz is selling off all of their EVs. How do you decide what areas get electric charging stations? Yeah, so it's a couple of different factors, but if we're speaking specifically about this rebate program that I was just talking about, we're really targeting areas here at the state that have seen less investment from the private sector. Specifically, that's more rural parts of the state and uh, communities that have been traditionally underserved by transportation systems in general. Because, of course, we know drivers live in those areas, and they also need access to public charging stations, but sometimes the Mass doesn't really pencil out for the private sector, so that's why we're focusing our public dollars in those spaces to really make sure that EV drivers, no matter where they live, they do have access to um, you know convenient and equitable and uh, just working public EV chargers. So, when you say Central Oregon region, what areas specifically are going to get those EVs, EV charging stations? Yeah, so I mean, just just in uh, Deschutes County alone, I mean, if you, if you count the charging ports, so you know, one station can have multiple ports. If you're looking at 30 different ports, so I'm just looking at my list here in front of me. Uh, let's see. So the city of Bend is putting one in. A, is putting three in at a, a public uh, parking lot that they that they own. Uh, there's a couple hotels on the list. There's a, uh, a restaurant in Deschutes County, um, and there's three or four apartment complexes that also applied and got funding through this program. So that's that's kind of what people can expect seeing more of these. Is just public parking areas in their, day, in their daily lives that they may spend a little more time at so they can you know, really reap the benefit of those uh, level two chargers. What's the cost for this? 
The program reimburses about, it can vary, but it's about $5,000 per project, and that's, you know, or 75% of uh, pro, uh, project program costs. And that's why Level 2 is really good, because they are much cheaper to install than their higher-powered brothers. Those are the fast chargers that some people, some people may have heard of. So that's why we're able to do a lot of good with a relatively modest budget to this program and really spread Level 2 chargers out across the state. Uh, where, where they're needed most. What's the timetable for this, Matt? Well, luckily for everyone in the state, the uh, people who are awarded these funds have a, uh, a a time limit for when they can install these projects. So we're expecting all 370 new charging ports to be completed before the end of 2024. So that's 94 individual projects, 23 counties. So it's going to be it's going to be really exciting, and that's going to boost our the number of uh, level two charging ports about 19, 20 percent statewide. So it's going to be a really exciting year for EV charging in, in 2024. Matt Noble with Oregon Department of Transportation. Matt, thanks for spending some time with us today. My pleasure, Blank. Frank. Thanks for having me on. You bet. It's uh, coming up on 8:52 at FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.